combat sports changes on a dime. Two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite. And honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Aldermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. Did you hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh God, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Amanda Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think it's that great. Wayne, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Boxing. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. I laugh out loud so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak. So it absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just, like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. Fightful. Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for Loyal. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Rounds, episode 74. Um, 
I know it's midterm night. I know that there's a lot of stuff going on. So whoever is in here, I appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, hopefully we'll have a good time here. We've got plenty to talk about. Um, Steven's got us in purple tonight with these uh, colors here and he's uh, feeling his Vikings yeah. as, uh, as he should, right? But yeah. let's not also forget to mention that the Houston Astros <laughs> won the World Series. Um, so okay. we're champions, baby. Um, no trash can controversy this time, so it feels good to get this one and kind of shut the haters up. And, uh, you know, it's like I grew up a baseball fan as a kid. Like, baseball was the number one sport in America when I grew up. Yeah. My dad used to take me to a lot of games. Same. And it's like whenever we go to the World Series, the playoffs, make a deep run, it's like you kind of go back to that to, to revisit because I'm not a, a big baseball fan. But I always support them, right? But it's like – um, it just kind of gives you flashbacks and, it, it, and it's fun to have such a, such a good team in, in the, in the city. And, uh, it's a team that like, I could show you pictures when I was a kid, like six years old, eight years old in Astros gear. You know what I mean? Like I grew up with the Astros. I also grew up with the Rangers. So, um, I had both, but, uh, it wasn't as tribal, especially as a kid, but, um, it's pretty cool to see. So, uh. Shout out to you. Real quick, though, about your Vikings. I don't know if you realize what possibly could happen on Sunday, but I don't think Josh Allen's going to play. That would be great. And their backup is Case Keenum. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs right. will be playing the Vikings. The Miracle. Uh, I just, yeah. I, right. I just think that's funny how, it, how football uh, sometimes has some crazy scenarios happen. Yeah, speaking of that, I want to give a shout out to Colin Cowherd, who um, I don't like, and oh, he yeah. and he uh, he recently I caught him slipping. Uh, he was talking about how Kirk Cousins was behind the Minneapolis miracle. He wasn't. That was in fact Case Keenum. Um, love Kirk Cousins. I would love to. You know, I would give him all the credit in the world. I'm I'm a Kirk stan. I have I'm I'm a I've been with Kirk way longer than most of these Vikings fans and bandwagon people that are finally jumping on and realizing the greatness of, you know, before us with Kirk Cousins. Kirko Chains, if you will. Oh, um, but, um, yeah, I'm repping my uh, American Nightmare, by the way, uh, shades tonight. Got, I got a lot of Cody Rhodes swag. Uh, I, have, I, can't, I can't see very well on those, though, unfortunately, because my eyes aren't very good without my contacts. Um, hello, everyone in the I chat. Think- I think with this, this, this is adrenaline. Like you'll see a lot of times players where they'll continue to play and then they'll be ruled out for the rest of the year. Once they get an MRI or whatever else, like, I I don't think that Josh Allen's okay. And I think that the reason that they've been quiet, if if he was okay, I think they would have already said something. And the reason they've been quiet about it is because um, they're doing multiple tests to confirm what they fear. And uh, I think that's that's the big thing. Now, I hope it's not as bad as like Tommy John's and all that stuff that some sure. people are saying. But um, I don't think he's playing this week. I don't think he's playing. This <laughs> I don't think he has a shot in hell of playing this week, honestly. So you dodged the yeah. bullet there. Yeah, I mean, seven and one, baby. Um, keep getting the job done. Another one score game, but another one score game that went the Vikings way, which is the whole theme of this season like it's gonna it's a it's a very similar team but the the vibe of the team is different in the the of course you know the management and the the, the gm and the head coach and just the whole 
the whole culture of the team is totally different, but it's like a lot of the same players, um, most of the core players. So, you know, I'll watch out for the Bears next year. Hey, good luck. Um, this is, I mean, the Vikings are like, I, and the rest of the division is like, I think the Bears and the, the Packers each have, I think, three wins, and Detroit has two, I think. So it's like, you have a, you have like a four and a half game lead or something like that in the division. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty much a wrap for the most part because we're about to put a, the, the nail in the coffin on the Packers. That's what we're going to do on Sunday. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take, and man, like, listen to Mike McCarthy. And he's like all emotional talking about the game, going back to Green Bay. Like, and, and like, um, there's a lot of the players that are saying they want to win this one for Mike. So I think that uh, we're going to, we're going to go for it. Um, but I will say, um, Justin Fields has looked really nice. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, really like, he's kind of turned it around. That win that we got on them looks way better now, in my opinion. Um, he's, he's starting to look almost Lamar like where, I mean, once he takes off, man, like his speed is really, people aren't aware of it right now. Like he's just, he's at a different level in speed. So, um, once he, once he actually gets some weapons and can throw the ball too, then, then he's going to become a real problem. But, uh, yeah, you guys are in good shape. No, no need to panic there. So yeah, pretty happy. And see people in the chat uh, mentioning Aaron Carter. I'll talk about him. Yeah, for sure. I definitely wanted to shout him out, uh, friend of the friend of the show. No, um, but well, yeah, it's really unfortunate. Okay, so yeah, okay. So when I say friend of the show, when I say friend of the show, it's just like we we brought it up. We 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 had jokes and fun with it, but like you were always supportive of him, right? So I mean, I'm not trashing him. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying it's very it's very sad. Yeah, I'll just talk about that. Ending. Yeah, I'll talk about that real quick. Um, so yeah, Aaron Carter. <laughs> you know, I think that this guy was very misunderstood. I think that this guy was, you know, he brought a lot of his troubles upon himself. I think, but at the same time, he was a mega star. People don't understand that, like, are like younger now, like younger than me. Like, you know, he was really, really massively famous when he was like nine. Like, and it, we just don't know what that world is like growing up. Like, And on top of that, in the shadow of one of the Backstreet Boys, which at the time also was even bigger than he was. So he's like in like, yeah. so he and his family was like using their kids for fame, clearly. And they, they had their own problems. And like, it was one of those just sad, like child actor, just the way they turned out type stories, unfortunately. But it's one of those things where like, I gave him a lot of respect for like, Boxing Lamar Odom, I actually think he had a lot of balls to do that. I've watched a lot of his interviews. I, I recently watched him on No Jumper with Adam Twenty Two. Like he he was just on the show like a week ago, and I I recently watched his most recent interview, and he actually seemed to be doing better than in other in other interviews I had seen over the last couple of years. Like he seemed to be doing a bit better, you know. And I was actually rooting for the guy, and it sounded like he might box again at some point and stuff. And he had like his OnlyFans and stuff, and it was like you know he just. He had a kid and that seemed to be not be, I don't know. It's it, his life. His life was very hectic. And once again, he brought a lot of the troubles upon himself. Like he definitely did. But like, I did feel bad for him when it came to a lot of stuff too. Cause look at how people like, you know, like Michael Jackson, how weird he was, you know, growing up being a, a you know, a, an eight year old kid who you know was famous, you know, it's like the same kind yeah. of stuff, you know, it's like, it's just, it's very, you know, 
It just it's, I remember it's not, he I mean he dated Hillary Duff, he dated Brooke Hogan. Like he was yeah. he was definitely um one of those heartthrob type kids. The funny thing is I couldn't think of any songs, so oh, I, I saw can tell you after don't. I mean, come on. But see, but hold on, hold on. Okay. He he was a little too behind for me. So right. um I was older. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not bumping. That's how I beat Shaq and all that. So I watched that music video and like, oh my God, that was awful. But I can understand why it's a big deal as a, you know, a Disney kid and stuff. But I mean, at that time, dude, I was listening to like Limp Bizkit, Eminem, all that type of stuff. So, well, like, so it, was I. That's what's so weird is like, cause I was at yeah. the age where I was listening to both. I was listening to the Backstreet Boys and Limp Bizkit. Like that was like, cause that was the stuff that was on like TRL also. Like they, that would yeah. be a mix of like, all that stuff you know so that yeah that was what the cool music was at the time was, was ever whatever was on trl you know yeah um, people forget about that like how important that show used to be for like what was oh like in sync in sync and backstreet boys and then like i remember corn finally yeah. won number one video and it was such a big deal you know like because they voted those videos so it became yeah. like a could you imagine if there was like social media back then and like the hashtag trl and people are fighting over what's the best video oh, yeah. and all that stuff it would have been so. way way even bigger than it yeah just it's crazy because it, i remember that too like i remember uh i think it was was it got the life or freak out a leash was like that was the song that like finally did make it to the top for them because I, I used to call in for like the offspring and stuff i used to like dial the number and like vote for who i wanted to you know who i wanted to see on the show and stuff but anyway, Aaron Carter, um, you know, he uh, he'd probably be most well known. I mean, How I Beat Shaq was big. Aaron's Party, Come Get It was a was another yeah, one. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He did. He had he had a version of Candy that I remember was like kind of big. It was like on the radio and stuff. Um, yeah, he kind of reminds me of like Little Bow Wow or um, Master Peace Kid, Little Romeo or something oh, yeah, like that. I remember those guys. Like, sure, yeah. like not ultra popular um but they had their moments where they were a big deal you know i'll i'll, I'll give aaron carter this credit too and i would i would recommend some people check this out i'm honestly not i'm not like memeing at all by saying this like he like because he continued to make music like he had like fairly successful albums like not that long ago not like mega hits like he had back in the day but like he was still putting like his music was actually pretty good. Like he had a good, good voice and like, he's, he was definitely like an entertainer and stuff. He just went cuckoo, you know, at, you know, over the years and like just a mixture of a crazy upbringing and too much fame and too much money and too much trauma and too much, you know, death around him. And just, just, just a crazy hectic pop star life from the time he was nine years old. And then he, he faded out and tried to make a comeback and it just, you know, it's just now he's dead at, you know, what was it, like 25 or, sorry, 35 or something like that? He's like my age. I think he's 34. I think he's yeah, 34. My, I mean, that's that's really sad to see. And people are asking how he died. I don't think I don't think that's out there, but, like, he was on a lot he's of medication. Yeah, yeah, and he was on a lot of medication and stuff. Like, he, he was, he'd openly talked about a lot of the medication. And he's a young guy and a lot of stress. And I don't know. I, I, I had somebody that I know die at uh, 34. Um died in a bathtub as well and you know had a heart attack you know it just like it's crazy so um so yeah i uh so yeah my thoughts are out to aaron carter's family and everything honestly like i i know there's a lot of people that made fun of the guy and like we, we made our jokes and stuff with like some of the stuff but like 
it was it was i was never hateful towards the guy honestly never was like i i really it's sad and it's sad to see that he was so he was so um kind of like he 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 consumed his life way too much in my opinion with like the idea of having to be famous like yeah. he just he just you know he just had to be famous he just had to be somebody he just had to be as big as his brother he just had to be bigger and bigger and it, that was like his val he, he that was like his validation it was, it was like i think his parents only loved him if he was making music and stuff it was like they had the you know his family wasn't good either but you know like a lot of weight so it's like just it sucks it's it's it's, it's a bad situation so rest in peace to aaron carter on a on the flip side though very quickly from one disney star to the next it's every day bro with the disney channel flow five mil on youtube in six months never done before past all the competition man pewdiepie is next man i'm popping all these checks man i got a brand new rolex is that jake paul yeah, that's bad. Dude, him and Logan, we're going to talk about that tonight. That's yep, that's, for the sure. thing. that's the thing. That's a real thing in the WWE. So I don't know now. Well, but no, but, but, Jake's made, but Jake's made his entry in there. When Logan's back, like that's going to be a thing for the WWE. Those guys are the tag team. Um. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Um. So. First of all, guys, if you can, hit that like button. We could use it right now for, for getting uh, whatever attention we can because everybody right now is watching election stuff. So definitely can appreciate that like button if you can smash it for us. And then uh, also, um, if you guys have any Super Chats to support the channel, we definitely appreciate it. Um, send us our way, and uh, we'll be sure to answer your questions. Got plenty to go over as well. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jigsaw Kid. He always leaves a comment every week, and he's actually able to watch us live this week. So Thank it's you. awesome to have you, man. I appreciate it. Um, I definitely read all the comments. Sometimes I don't respond, but I, I try to, and then I like get sidetracked on other things. But uh, I definitely read all the comments you guys leave, so I definitely appreciate it. Um, also, I want to bring up uh, VK real quick before we get into our topics. Yeah, yeah. Um, VK, sponsor of the show. The link is in the description for the eBay store. Check this out, guys and girls and everybody watching. We don't discriminate here on the show. Everybody. Let's just say everybody. Everybody, everybody who is watching this. We got a deal for y'all. VK is gracious enough to tell us that he's going to run a deal for everyone who checks this show out. If you want to go to the eBay store, just click the link in the description of the video. And if you don't, if, if you don't have access to that for somehow, like, and you want that link, just hit up me and Doug. We'll always be able to direct you over to VK's eBay store. 10% off. If all you have to do is let them know that you heard about the store from us. So just say something about live rounds or Steven and Doug or whatever. And you'll get 10% off of your order over there on the eBay store. And there's a lot of cool stuff. I was just looking at it the other day, uh, DVDs, uh, action figures, Funko Pops, um, video games, a whole bunch of stuff over there. So uh, thank you to VK for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. And um, thank you very much to letting our viewers and listeners. Uh, this is for y'all who listen to this too, that that listen to the audio feed um, on the Fight Talk podcast feed. Like this goes out to y'all too. Just tell tell VK. Um, I'll put the description in the audio feed as well, like 10% off. So thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you, VK, for being a part of the show. Thank you, PK, man. You're the man. I appreciate it. Um, so I don't know, man. Where do you want to get into? Seems like you uh, 
We'll talk about the the Paul brothers. Yeah, we'll talk about was, AW, yeah. all that stuff. We just start off. We just start off Logan, Logan, Logan. Um, dude, what a performance! Right? Yeah. I mean, incredible. Yep. I, uh, I mean, I've been saying it all along. The because part of this, part of what people underestimate with guys like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, people can say like Jake's punches out there weren't great and stuff. I I agree. I get it. But, like, the pressure, that's the thing with these guys. Like, they don't they don't fold under the pressure. Like, Jake can yeah. go out there and box Anderson Silva and beat him legitimately. Yeah. Logan yeah. Paul can go out there and do frog splashes and moonsaults and, ju- and jump from the turnbuckle. And not to only the- that, it's, like, some of the best, like, aerial stuff you've ever seen. It like, it's great. not even – it's not even like, you know, oh, wow, he pulled off a frog. It's like, well, that's like one of the best frog splashes I've ever seen. Or that, like, the uh, the the dive to the outside while he's fil- filming himself on the phone, yeah. like, crazy. And he's Ellen getting- Roman, like, you're going to go viral finally, Roman. Here you go. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, he says that and then jumps. And going, and I mean, just ridiculously athletic. Like, yeah. the buckshot lariat is, like, explosive. And, I mean – at his height too. Like he is very athletic. He is very talented, no doubt about it. Um, and he, he did a, a great job. And I, and I did like, my biggest concern was, is that you were going to have the Disney star uh, or whatever you want to call him, the YouTube guy, whatever, uh, make your champion look weak and stupid, but it's because his performance was so good. It didn't look that bad. You know what I mean? So, um, I was okay with it. I just don't know the end game of this thing. Like, yeah, the Paul brothers versus the Usos. I made all the sense in the world. You do that. But it's like, how do you, how do you now book him? If he's not in a tag match and he's in a singles match and it's like, not for the title, he just wrestled for the title and he almost won it, you know, in, in people's eyes, if they don't really know what's going on. So it's like, what do you do in the future? You know? Well, at some point, you got to do Logan and the Nightmare. I mean, that I mean, would be, is, that, is that see to me? It's like though it, like you're not gonna get feuds though. Like you're just gonna get like a match here or there, right here, like, man. Whatever happened to Doug? I, I don't know. Bill. I know Bill's Bill's alive and well. He's fine. Talk every day. Him. Yeah, transformed. Transformed. Um, Steven identifies as Bill now, so that's what it is. Anyways. Um, I'm like Stephon Kell from Yeah. The Matter. There you go. But no, um, that's the thing is like, if it's just like a bad bunny thing or whatever, and they just show up every now and then, like it, it doesn't really do a lot for me. Like it's, it's fun. It's cool. It, it adds to the card. Okay. But like, I'm not really clamoring to really see him in like just a random match like he, if it was like if i knew that he was more committed and he wanted to do this more long term and like actually build himself up it'd be a little bit more different see i disagree like i just i i'm down to just watch him wrestle whoever because i know there's going to be hype around it and he'll deliver i mean he killed it against roman so <clears throat> um, and I, I think that Jake and uh, and Logan versus the Usos is definitely going to happen. I think that was going to be at WrestleMania, but with Logan's injury, like I don't know what the timetable is going to be for that yet. But 
Um, I will say this too, though, is I think Logan is going to be better at pro wrestling than Jake is. And not necessarily Jake because, like, he can't cut a promo or whatever, but, like, I don't think that Jake is the athlete that Logan is. I really don't. Like, almost from, like, a gymnastics-type stance, I think Logan is a better athlete. Like, but Jake – Jake's more stockier. Jake's more, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't see Jake doing, like, multiple flips and, you know, whatever else. Like, I I think Jake is going to be much more of a based wrestler than he would be, like, a high flyer or anything like that. I definitely agree. I think he'll be more based around, like, brawling and, like, his knockout punch and stuff like that. And Logan looks like he'd do pretty much anything out there. Like, and and that's, you know, that's, it's exciting for the future for him because, depending on kind of how the route he wants to go with his, with just his whole life and his career, like he's already set, I'm sure, you know, as far as, you know, he can kind of decide his future, you know, do, do I want to be more of a pro wrestler? Like as I'm getting a little bit older, like, is this like an actual kind of career that I want to do this more often? Cause if it is, I think you'd be really successful as like a pro wrestler, like similar to Jake, maybe you don't do it completely full time. Jake fights like once a year, but like, how crazy is that? That like, Logan could legitimately be a successful. I mean, he already is. Honestly, when you, yeah. when you think about it, Logan is a successful professional wrestler. He drew he, big money. He is the best show. celebrity wrestling like wrestler yeah. we've ever seen. Yeah, I like. I thought McAfee like set the bar. Um, yeah. he's definitely better than McAfee, and like McAfee is yeah. really, really, really damn good for what he. I mean, he really is. Um, but Logan is. Especially with the potential, because like we, I mean, imagine, I mean, because you could put him in any scenario. That that would do. That dude would do, you know, a, a dive off of a ladder or something. You know what I mean? And like, a, you know, there, there's there's a lot of, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy that that Logan and Jake both were so smart when it came to this. Where, like, their YouTube careers, like Logan still does really good with Impulsive, the podcast, but like him as like a YouTuber. He doesn't, he's not really that guy anymore, like vlogging and whatnot. And like Jake really isn't either like doing a bunch of videos for like little kids and stuff like he used to. Like it's just they kind of hit probably their peak and then also like demonetization and the apocalypse and, and all this stuff with YouTube, I'm sure. And they're probably like, okay. And like they were so smart to like dedicate themselves and be, and be so good at these things to where like Jake is now – more of a boxer than a youtuber and logan really if he sticks with it is going to be more known as a pro wrestler than a youtuber like they're like they're going to be known as the brothers who one's a wrestler and one's a pro boxer like that's that's pretty yeah. nuts like and they're both young they're both in like their early 20s like they got and they're both doing it at a pretty big level you know like huge like a lot of people don't know that batista did mma Right. Like batista did mma at a very very low level just to have a fight like that's kind of what you expect from these guys. Like, like the YouTube boxer versus the YouTube boxer or whatever. I mean, Jake Paul to beat Anderson Silva, uh, Logan Paul to headline a major uh, Saudi Arabia show with Roman Reigns. Like, these aren't things to sneeze at. It's impressive. Super impressive. And I mean, and like this weekend is Floyd Mayweather versus Deji. And like, no one cares. No. You know? You know, but like Jake fights and like everyone cares, you know, or I should say everyone, but way more people care. I'm sorry. Floyd's broke. There's just no way anyone can tell me any different. I met Floyd. It's respect, but like Floyd's broke. You're not fighting guys like this if you have money and you're not doing um, 
all the other stuff that he does that like to just get a buck here or there, like, dude, you're broke. There's no way at 45, 46 years old, you're taking these type of fights if you don't, if you're not broke. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Deji, like Deji's shown improvement. He looked pretty decent in his last fight, but like, he's not anywhere near the level. Like, I, I think he's still, he's like levels below Logan, who is levels below Jake. You know what I mean? Like, KSI would have made a lot more sense for for uh, for Floyd, like skill wise, I guess. But then the the, the next weekend is the uh, Vitor Belfort's boxing. Uh, who's he boxing? Uh, Seam Rockman Jr. Yeah, yeah, and that's the card that has yeah. ice. The guy that Jake was supposed to fight. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and it's got it has it has a, like a YouTuber fight that I'm really interested in. Also, Ice Poseidon, okay. Brandon Buckingham. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. I um, bet you there's like 300 people there. Like, I oh, don't it's going to be going to do well at all. Uh, no, me either. Yeah. It's, it's well, Austin, especially like, well, it's also, I have to pull my calendar up. I still use um these gigantic wall calendars for all my stuff. Um, and next weekend, that's competing. So it's like the Rockmon Belfour with my boy, yeah, you know, Ice and Buckingham. It's the. Yeah, UFC, Lewis versus Spivak, and AEW Full Gear also, right? No, Full Gear's next week. Yeah, the 19th, right? Yeah, I thought yeah, we were talking about this. this oh, so, no, 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 that's next week. Yeah, so, 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 this so, week. Yeah, yeah, no, no, so, you, but, but, so De- Deji and Floyd is this weekend. The yeah. Fall, and also is UFC 281, right. So, yeah, they're going right. up against that, which is a bad idea. And then the right. following weekend, the – um the Vitor Belfort show no, okay. the following weekend that is going up against the full UFC gear. Derek Lewis and full gear. Yeah. No, okay. Cause that's all on the same night. And I'm like these, these boxing shows, like, and that's the thing. If like, if it was Jake fighting, then people would actually be like talking about it and like having to make the choice of like, what they were going to watch and, and tweet about and all that stuff with, with these boxing shows, like nobody, how, Predict how many buys Floyd Mayweather versus Deji is going to do. Um, twenty-five thousand. I was about to say maybe. like not not a hundred thousand, right? I mean, no, not even close. No, not even close. I mean, you got to think Anderson and Paul did like two hundred thousand, and like nobody really cares about Deji, and so like. I, I don't, I don't think it does well at all. I mean, like it, it probably do the same thing of like any of those rising events that Floyd's in or whatever else, like it'd be around that same type. Yeah. Oh, I see Turbo Chubbs in the chat. What's up, Brian? Uh, this dude I met at, uh, at Battle Slam and uh, we've been linking up with those shows I'm trying to get his chat pulled up and I accidentally clicked something. Oh, here we go. Um, BB is talking about Brandon Buckingham, who is fighting Ice Poseidon on uh, on that Vitor Belfort card. Um, it says he's been trading with the Candyman Sam Hyde, which is very true. And Sam Hyde is in that case. Um, if you guys don't know who that is, you can look into who Sam Hyde is. But very controversial figure um, in the internet world. But uh, but recently won a boxing match of his own. Uh, just uh, just like a like a month or so ago, he he finally boxed himself. I'm way too invested in this whole celebrity boxing. Yeah, YouTuber okay. influencer box, dude. It's fun, man. It's just fun. It's fun. I really, I really do it. Yeah. Anyway, 
We got a super chat from Michael. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, we do. And and this is this was unbelievable. Michael, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I don't know about your Patriots right now, man. Like their defense looked good, and then the Bears really made them look bad. And but I'll tell you, Judon looks amazing. And um another thing is like I, Mac Jones, he just he doesn't really get the ball to playmakers. He's just so boring. Like he's he's so bland. That's what I liked about Zappy is Zappy was willing to kind of throw it all over the place and and basically use all your playmakers. But we'll see if uh, Jones can get it together because he had a nasty high ankle sprain as well, so he's still recovering from that. Um, anyways, he says, "What's up, guys? So let's talk about the burial of Austin Theory." Laugh out loud. Guess we can all agree Triple H doesn't think he's got next thoughts. Um, I honestly like. First of all, I didn't watch this, so I'm going to I haven't seen it yet either, to be honest. But I will say, just reading it on Twitter, I I can't even fathom what they did. Like, you gave this guy the money in the bank, and he tried to turn it in multiple times to become champion, and it, like, always fell short for some reason. And then he just decides that he no longer wants to be champion. Like, I'm no longer going to try that. But I'm going to go for the mid-card title instead. A belt I believe he's already had at least once. And just win that. And then not only that, he lost. Like, that is terrible. Was he the He was the U.S. champion before? Yeah, him and Bobby Lashley, I think. Oh, that's right. Like, that's right. Like, and then Bobby just like smoked him, like whenever they yeah. do match with like the hurt lock, Cole Nelson master lock. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that side of it. Like he's already won this title, and like and that's what right. he had done. That's even lamer. So bad. Like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna say it. I don't know what you're saying. Triple H is not that good of a booker. Oh, what are you doing? I'm just saying it right now. He's not. That's a terrible, terrible decision. Like, you cannot be claimed a good booker and do that. I don't care what you think of Austin Theory or whatever. You've got to at least roll with where the chips are. The kid is young. He won the money in the bank. At least let him turn it in for a title shot. You can't not have him turn it for a title shot and then – do it to a, a mid-card belt, that's a joke. Yeah, I mean, that's that's real weak, like cashing in for the U.S. title alone and then and then not winning on top. Because didn't, didn't Rollins also, like, just have a match with Lashley? So, like, I'm pretty sure someone in the chat cost won, him yeah. the match. I think Lashley cost him the match, and so that's probably – but, like, I don't – I don't like I said, I didn't watch. But, like, this whole – WWE Summit better Triple H. Oh my god! Like that's a terrible decision. That is a terrible decision. Um, yeah, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some misses. I, you know, I think WWE's product is bad. Well, I haven't watched a whole lot of it to be honest. I mean, but the, the, I thought I thought the pay per view was okay. Uh, some of it was really. Good. But we were saying the same thing when Vince was there. This yeah, that's whole true. Year, every pay per view was like it's actually pretty good. It's not bad. And so, like, I'm not seeing this dramatic improvement that everyone keeps talking about. I'm just not. And, yeah, like, 
there might be more emphasis on wrestling. Um, I did enjoy their UK event. I thought that that was good. But I think that there's a ton of uh, uh, botch finishes, a ton of um, interference. Like, there's very few clean finishes. And then, like, this Austin Theory decision, the Bray Wyatt stuff, like, there's a lot of misses here that people are just trying to ignore and act like that this is like the greatest thing ever because Vince is gone. This is the way that I'm seeing it right now. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I can get into AEW's ass too. So don't worry. I'm not here to just trash WWE and leave that stuff alone. Well, I feel like we need to be fair here about something else real quick. So, yes. um, so yeah, WWE, there is some there's there are some some misses. I would agree. Like the Bray Wyatt um Uncle Howdy stuff is like it's that's weak, in my opinion. I just just not yeah. for me. I'm not gonna like knock it, it just isn't for me. Um But we gotta we gotta talk about the elephant in the room real quick. Yeah, I have so. to get I gotta get your review of this. Omos response to Roman. Okay, come on. Like that was actually you got that had to have been better than what you were expecting. It was better than what I was expecting. Thank you. Okay, at least give me that. Because, I, I listen, for a guy Omos's size, like, I get that he's not the best wrestler in the world. And I get that companies like the WWE and AEW should have the best wrestlers in the world. But how many guys have we seen with his size that can move, like, that confidently? Like, it is impressive. Like, you have to be, like, for, for every one of him, there's, like, it feels like there's, like, 10 Sean Bradleys. You know what I mean? Or, or 20 Sean Bradleys. Just, like, that get injured or can't move. He actually looked pretty good in there. Like, I got to give him his credit. Like, you know, Braun Strowman has a lot more experience than he does, obviously. I think it benefits him that he faced someone like a Braun Strowman. And no, not as in, like, ultra-talented Braun Strowman. And just the fact that it's a guy that's, like, can match strength. You know what I mean? It's a guy that he can feel, like, much more comfortable in there. Because I'm sure when you're as big as he is and you're facing smaller guys – you have to be a little bit more, I don't know, concerned about laying it in or, you know, using your full power or whatever. Like, I feel like he could be much more comfortable in, like, hoss fights. Well, see, the thing, the thing though, is for a guy like him, if you're going to have him wrestling people a lot smaller than him, it's just really – it's he's difficult to book because you can't – you can't be that size and just like out there like losing to guys that are my size. Like I'm like uh, and listen, I'm I'm somebody who I obviously advocate, you know, I advocate for smaller wrestlers. I'm a Marco Stunt fan. A lot of people don't like Marco Stunt. I'm and a the reason uh-huh. exactly what you said right. is why I don't want him in wrestling. Because right. you have to book a guy like that to dominate. And I would rather watch someone else do that. But I, I just feel like there's a spot for a guy like that in wrestling, as long as there isn't like a lot of them. Like, I think you're okay with like an Omos and a Strowman, maybe, especially if they're apart from one another on like separate shows. But like, because once again, like think about like the big show. We haven't, someone like that size, we're not talking about even like a Kevin Nash or like an Undertaker or a Kane side. Like, we're talking, Omos is like a legit, what, seven, two? Like he's humongous. Like yeah. the big in the big show is a legit seven footer, and he the big show when you really think about it, how impressive the longevity of his career was with his size, like that his body didn't break down at some point over all of these years to the point where he had to stop doing it. 
like completely is is really impressive. And I'm not saying Omos is necessarily that guy. I'm just saying I think he could potentially be a guy like that if he can stay healthy. If you can use him as more of an attraction where he's not there every week, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's showing improvement. I saw a really nice video of him uh, going home to Nigeria for the first time. I think it, it said in 14 years. It was really cool seeing like all the people around him, like and how much love he was getting from like his people out there and stuff. Like that's, you know, I, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I people know I, I've been rooting for this guy the whole time, and like I'm joking about it sometimes. But like at the end of the day, I, I am impressed by a guy that size that can move as well as he does, and is actually showing some improvement. And you know, he doesn't have to do a whole lot to be believable. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. Yeah, no, the story the story tells itself just by him showing up, which I mean a lot of people like like I don't know about a lot of people, but like if you're a big man fan, like that's what they like, that story, right? Um but this is like what I'm afraid of. Like that's probably what will eventually happen, because that is what usually does happen in the WWE. They'll eventually probably just make him a, a comedy something or it's o- it's okay. We have Triple H here now. He won't do anything like that. He's our savior, so it's all fine. Well, I do think they're going to have a rematch. I called this before. Rematch with Strowman and Omos and then Unstoppable Tag Team um, and probably a Pujambi prison match somewhere along the way. Yeah. Um, I've worked myself an issue with the Omos. That's fair. That's very fair. I started very tongue-in-cheek, but like, and it's the same thing with the Paul brothers. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, yeah and Aaron true. Carter. A lot of these guys, I started off. We got of the intro, and I'm talking about how Jake would get his ass beat by Vitor, and like, I don't, I don't know about that no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dude, like I, I that I, intro also has saying that like CM Punk debuts with AEW, and it couldn't have gone any better. Like, yeah, we're gonna need to update our intro soon. Yeah, it's um, it's about it's pretty outdated now. Yeah, if anyone wants to help us with that, um, the, the first guy <laughs> did a pro bono, but like we didn't even ask, and uh, you know we very much appreciated him doing it. But if anyone wants to take the time to put together a little intro, it doesn't have to be like four minutes long or whatever. Even something that's like 20, 30 seconds, we would greatly appreciate it. When, 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 we might not use it every single week, but I promise you, we'll we'll at least use it. You know, a few times at the very least. So yeah. yeah, thank you. If you in advance, if you do anything like that for us, um, but yeah, that's very true. Our, our our intro, we're saying a lot of that stuff that now we're like, yeah, I don't know. And you are very right. I have I have taught myself to shoot with with plenty of stuff, but um, I'm also very open minded, and I try to I try to make that a big part of who I am as well. As far as like, even if I go into something like not understanding it, or like maybe thinking it's kind of silly, or you know. I'm willing to look at the other side of it too. And sometimes you come across stuff and you're just like, you know what? Yeah, this is kind of silly or whatever, but like, these are good people at the end of the day. Like, yeah. you know, so. I mean, if you're not able to admit you're wrong, you're, 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 you're definitely are a flawed human being in my opinion. Like you definitely have to take your L's when you're wrong. I've been wrong many, many, many times. Um, I've also been right many times. It just, it kind of evens out, you know what I mean? But um, I, I'll say, I don't feel wrong about Omos still because I'm just not a fan of his style. And I get of, it. Of what he, I'm not a big man guy. I don't like that style. I'm right. much more about the athlete and all that stuff. Well, and you said the same thing about Saturn and AEW. Like it'd be the same thing. Like Saturn and AEW, like that. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like you're winning. Like I don't think this is you saying anything specifically about Omos at all. It's just no, like in general, no. you just don't really think there's a place for like that, that um like that like you don't need that role in wrestling anymore of like the unstoppable giant who can't really wrestle by 
my ideal big guys are like Brock Lesnar and Wardlow. You know what I mean? Like guys. Like, like, no, I agree. You know, like almost. But even like even like Miro, like I, I need some serious athleticism from you if you're gonna be that. I I think we're past just size. Like I need to see, and if you aren't great in the ring, then you need to have like ultra charisma. And, and a lot of these guys don't either. So it just falls flat. So that that's where I'm, I differ on Omos Ambron Strowman and all those guys. Like I'm not, not a huge fan. What but, if, but what, what if though, like just hypothetically uh-huh. Omos whipped out like a 450 splash off the top rope? Would you be yeah, like, okay, never mind. Okay. So I'm just, so, so, if, so if you saw him do some stuff that was more impressive then you, then then but let's actually, be honest. If Keith Lee couldn't do anything high flying, I mean, he's a completely different wrestler in people's eyes. Oh no, no, I I definitely agree with what you're saying for sure. But but once again, we're still talking about Omos is like Omos is an outlier because like I can't stress. It, I mean, and you get it, I know. But like this this how humongous that guy is. Like that, yeah. that's the whole thing for him for me with him is like if he can move at all, I feel like he has a place because he's just such an attraction. Like he's so just so large. Like if that dude like just whipped out a six one nine out of nowhere, people would feel like, wait a second, you know? Because then, because then he'd be getting ragged on for like, uh, yeah. I, I like I I remember the Hulk's the story about the Hulkster telling the uh, the giant back in the day in WCW to stop doing the moon salts and stuff off the ropes because he was like, dude, you can't like I just do like a leg drop, brother. Like you can't be out there doing that kind of stuff like or like <laughs> or like he locks up with kevin nash and he's like easy there brother we already got their money you know what i mean like right. that <laughs> that type of attitude yeah. pisses people off and i understand that but it was also a different time back then like you could True. you could get away with doing way less and i don't think you can necessarily anymore i think the crowd expects a certain they have a certain demand of an athlete and and certain type of uh criteria they want to see in the ring that's 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 fair i i get that too dirty listen he said he's only slightly better than better than kali i I think omos is still a work in progress i think we saw the best of kali i think omos well you know he's listen he might also wind up just not working out long term who knows i think he brought in stroman as long as he can stay out of his own way which i don't know if he can but i think stroman like he'll be their big man for a while like i know he just got rehired and all like he was fired at one point but new regime man based on what he said i don't know how much longer he's gonna last well i don't know either you know i don't i really and i'm not a big i'm here's the thing like i'll take omos over stroman that's personal though like i like i think i think omos i think stroman's better in ring i think he moves better but i feel like i've seen the most of what he's going to achieve like he's He's already been right he's peaked he's peaked exactly omos hasn't peaked yet and i think that there's a a spot for him you know, and if and if he peaks and he's no good after that, or whatever, it's just you know it is what it is. You tried, but like I just feel like you just don't get that many opportunities with a guy as huge as him that like you might be able to do something, you know, maybe different with with a guy his size and like actually protect him. Like his only losses are Lashley and Strowman. The Strowman one they're going to treat as like a knockout blow. Like he was beating up Strowman the entire time. Strowman hit him with one finisher, boom, one, two, three. They can run a rematch based on that. 
Um, the MVP thing was, or the 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 last thing was was similar, if I remember correctly. I think I think he might have split matches with them with a with a um, Lashley. I can't remember though. But as long as they keep him beating pretty much everyone else outside of maybe like Roman, like the champion or something, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but here at the end of the day, though, I'm just glad that you were able to like. I don't want to say admit because that's like too harsh, but like like that you that you thought the Omos match was I, better. I tolerated. Anyway. I tolerated, and I, I can see some improvement <laughs> okay. from, from uh, Omos. I'll take that. I'll I take still that. don't want his action figure, and right. I'm not in any hurry to see him wrestle. But, you know, we're getting baby steps, I guess. If anyone wants to know what to get me for the holidays, Omos does have an action figure out. It's a WWE Elite it's by Mattel. Oh, wow. It comes uh, with the WWE Tag Team title. I don't need the AJ. I love AJ Styles, but I got some AJs. I do need the Omos though. So. He's a very large figure as well, which I'm very scale ability. Like I just gonna display well in my in my collection. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. Do you want to show off? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, guys. If you haven't, please smash that like button. We appreciate it. If you guys have any more super chats, send them our way. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, AEW also because I want to get yeah. that going because um i thought dynamite was the most weird bizarre bad <laughs> okay train wreck show this week that i had seen and i don't know probably ever i thought it was just all over the place and there were a lot of questionable things i didn't like but there were some things that i really liked so i felt very torn and um i just I just feel like that they've what they started out as I don't know what their overall goal is anymore. I really don't like, are you trying to be a WWE type company where you're focusing on entertainment or are we still trying to be like the best wrestlers in the world and have unbelievable matches that are going to put Meltzer sweating if he has to get five stars or not? Like what, what are we right now? Because we are borderline goofy bizarre, and then we're also like a lot of up and coming fun stuff, good stuff too. It's just a mixed bag. So I don't know how you thought of Dynamite, but I was not the biggest fan, but I can't crap on all of it, which is a lot of times when I really hate a show like a Raw or SmackDown or stuff, like I, I really could find like maybe like one thing I thought was okay. Like there were some things that I really liked, but there were some things I really didn't like either. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a mixed bag of a show for sure. Um, I mean, I'll just ask you straight up because yeah. you know, from experience um, as we all do, I mean, we've seen this man in the world wrestling federation. We knew about him before that, even on the independent circuit, his dad, big time in the business. Uh, wrestling family i even know about his grandmother uh teeny christine jared i read her book i read a book about her that that, that one of her, her her other grandchildren wrote um gave it to me in the nashville fairgrounds years ago this man we've seen him all over wcw tna wrestling started his own company global force he's been in wwe he came back he's been there and back and there and back and there and back and he goes all over the place and now he's landed in all elite wrestling my world jeff jarrett is all elite doug how's it feel 
Uh, I hated it. I absolutely hate it. But I will say this. I, you know, me and Bill, like, we, we trashed Jared. Like, yeah, we were not a fan. Right. On this channel. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'll say this. I thought Jared was a damn good heel in Ric Flair's last match. I thought he had, him and Jay Lethal both had good buildup. And if we're just mainly going to do Jarrett and Lethal versus Sting and Darby, like, I can handle it. Hell like, yeah. it's not it's not going to be something that I absolutely hate or anything. And I actually think it'll probably be pretty good. Um, so I'm fine with that. But, like, I'm not here to see Jarrett try to get a TNT title. I'm not here to see Jarrett try to get the tag team titles or any of that. I'm not here for Jarrett to start a faction. I'm not here for any of that nonsense. Like if, and then the other thing too, that I thought was a little bit kind of concerning um, is it sounds like Jarrett has been brought into like book shows and buildings and things like that. And Meltzer was kind of saying that it's because they're looking for smaller venues because they're not selling tickets the way that they used to. So if they're only looking for like 2000 seat arenas, well, that's right up Jeff Jarrett's alley. Cause that's what he used to book for freaking impact and stuff. Uh, TNA. So that, that is a little concerning too. Um, so yeah, I just, it just kind of, but I do think he has a lot of experience 40 years in the business and all that, but I, I just hope that Jeff Jarrett, the wrestler, isn't a big factor in AEW. Also, how do you think the Bucks feel about it, right? Because it's like he was part of TNA, and they were looked at as just like a nobody's over there. And now they're like the EVPs of the company, or at least, you know, we think so. Um, so, like, bringing him in, I don't know, just – it just doesn't seem like it needed to happen. And I, and I, and I also think – like, we don't need that many old legends. Like, Jericho Sting, to me, that's it's pretty good right there. Like, Jarrett, and then what else? You know what I mean? Like, I just, Billy Gunn. I, don't, I don't love it. Billy Gunn, right? Which I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of this whole thing either. So, like, hey, not a big fan. Yeah, um... I definitely think Jeff Jarrett and um, Jay Lethal versus um, Darby and Singh is going to be really good. And I like that, you know, they have that alliance between uh, Jarrett and Lethal from the Ric Flair's last match and all that stuff. Um, Flair, or Jarrett, rather, I mean, he carnied his way, you know, through GCW. So I forget that also. like That guy hasn't missed one company. He's literally worked everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a New Japan, like literally, WCW, TNA, New Japan, WWF, WWE, AEW. Now, like, my God, dude, everywhere. Yeah. So, and he's in great shape. We got to give him credit. Like, he's like physically speaking, he's like he looks like he's like. I mean, we know he can still go because we saw it recently. But like, yeah, I. uh, I don't, yeah, I don't want to see him as like the AEW world champion or anything like that. That's not a triple A. Ryan said in the chat, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's another good point. Triple A. Um, there, so yeah, everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Legend, legend. You say what you will about Jeff Jarrett. I get it. And listen, I lived through the same era you did about, uh, or uh, throughout Jarrett holding down all my favorite TNA wrestlers 
all throughout yeah. the early 2000s. Um, I never been even in WCW. I wasn't a big. I, I liked Jarrett in WCW back when he was like long hair with like the the suspender looking gimmick things, the the white. You know, you know what I'm talking Speaking about. Speaking of that, because he left or fired or whatever, they are no longer doing that ultimate. So that sucks. Yeah, I did see that. That does suck. that sucks. Um, that was a nice look. That was going to be that would have been a dope figure, and especially represent a certain time of wrestling, the 95 era and all that. So now I did like, I wasn't a big fan of like the slap nuts Jeff Jarrett because I was such a huge WCW fan. And I felt like that was when it was like really tanking. Um, NWO silver and black. NWO silver and black just did not catch on. Um, And uh, no, he wasn't, I I brought this one up. He he owned global force wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. uh, thank you for the chat, though, uh, GM46. We appreciate you uh, being in here. But, yeah. Um, I, I, but, but so I was saying, I, I wasn't a big fan of, like, the slap nuts. Jeff, I like the line slap nuts. I think that's cool. But, like, the, I was never I, – I felt like, once again, that the, he, he was, like, a desperation move at the end of WCW. And I did like the, the, the don't piss me off Jeff Jarrett, though, in WWF. Because I thought that worked well in, like, for the time, um, what they were yeah. doing. And him versus China and stuff was like kind of was like pretty groundbreaking when you think about it, a lot of ways and stuff like, um, and like this a legend of him like getting out of his contracts and like jumping back and forth to companies and stuff and so yeah it's pretty wild what a career and now he now he's has a shot to to I mean I think he'll do fine in AEW I, I but once again I'm not I'm not like lobbying to see him get like a massive push as a wrestler but I think he he can pop in and out every now and then and it'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if, if it's managed correctly, I'm okay with it. If, if, but if it's like a focus, if he's headlining a dynamite, I, I just don't I, like if, it, if, if I see Jeff Jarrett versus John Moxley as a main event on dynamite, I'm going to throw up. Like, I don't want to see that. There's, there's way too many talented guys that should be taking their spot, taking the spot over Jeff Jarrett at this point. So, so there's that. And then, um, I did not like the daddy ass birthday celebration. That's just, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are we doing? Are we, are we trying to be just entertainment nonsense? Or are we trying to be like the best wrestling company? Um, and then we did Colt Cabana and Jericho, which I really didn't wasn't a big fan of. I'm not, I'm, I'm over Colt Cabana at this point as well, but I understand what it meant. Um, you can see that Cole Cabana was pretty emotional just walking out. So you can tell that this has been a big deal. And there were a lot of support of Cole Cabana on Twitter that night yeah. from a lot of different wrestlers, which really just goes to show you, you know, what, who people were, what side people were on. And Meltzer was trying to basically say that the report that, People were upset that CM Punk got Colt kicked out of AEW. And he's like, like, it was true. It was true. That that is exactly what happened. And even though Punk denied it at the, the scrum, like that's the real case. And that's why he was brought back to basically let you guys know that like we're done with Punk. So I thought it was a clear indication that CM Punk is not coming back by bringing Colt Cabana. Um so yeah, there's that. It's another 
ROH Jericho match, they had a huge botch off the top turnbuckle that I thought looked like crap. Um, it was okay match, but I just, like I said, I'm not, not, I, there's a lot of former ROH champions Jericho could face and would be way better than Colt Cabana, but I get it. At least it was just a dynamite. So I'm not like throwing fit about it or anything, but it was just like, it just felt like one miss after another miss after another miss. And you're just like, bro, it's been like one hour and this show has sucked. So that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, I, I agree. With, I agree with that. You know, there, there's definitely Ring of Honor champions. I'd be way more interested to watch Jericho wrestle than Colt Cabana. But I felt the same way when I saw Colt walk out. I was like, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like CM Punk's probably done if Colt's coming out right now. Um, uh, Jigsaw, I agree with pretty much everything you're saying in this chat all night. No Jericho slander is allowed here on live round. Um, no, you're allowed to have your opinion. I'm just, I'm just joking around, but I'm, yeah, I'm a big Jericho fan. Also, I think, like as long as I think the problem too with Jericho right now is I just think he's just, I don't know if I'd say stale, but I think it's just because it's like, he has feuded with the Blackpool Combat Club and then the champions, I mean, for like six, seven months. And it just is kind of like, and it was like feuding with Daniel Garcia. Now Daniel Garcia is on my side. Him and Brian Danielson had never had a pay-per-view match or anything big. And now they've already had like three big matches, possibly looking at four. Full gear, there's going to be a four-way match, which I think is really dope, by the way. I'm actually looking forward to that match. So I'm not here to crap on it. But I just think like him as ROH champion, it's just, it's just stale. Like, I don't know how else to say it. It's just, it's just kind of stale. Like it's not bad. He's not doing a bad job. I just think people are just ready for something different. And I think the problem with it is too, is people are tired of this whole thing being on hold, like bring back the elite. Let's bring back the house of black. Let's get all everybody back and like, let's just like move forward. We're just like kind of stuck with, you know, and no MJF yes last week too. And I think that that definitely showed its, its ugly head too. So um, yeah, I don't necessarily think that, like I said, I don't think Jericho's doing a bad job. He's got good promos. He's having solid matches. He's in great shape. It just is kind of like Jericho appreciation society's definitely lost a lot of steam ROH, I think people are over with all the titles and like the pay-per-views that are coming up, but like it's it's supposed to be separate companies. I just think it's just kind of a frustration of like where they're at right now. I agree. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like the thing is most of their shows, I mean, once again, like we're talking about with WWE to a little bit too. I mean, there's gonna be misses, like you know, those shows aren't all gonna be perfect. I but I do agree that, like, in a lot of ways, AEW does feel a little bit, like, stagnant in, in certain ways. Um, yeah. But I can't, like, completely put my finger on it. I mean, a big part of it is the Elite and Kenny, for sure. Um, and I would just love some sort of, like, real explanation about stuff, like, just so we could, like, know and just, like, move on when it comes to all that. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, whatever. We, we've talked about all that plenty like because I, I think there's also like a big chunk of the fan not maybe maybe not a big chunk of the fan base but there is a part of the fan base that like still is completely clueless as to like why why cm punk's not on the tv and like why the elite <laughs> aren't champions and on the show and so you know what i mean like there are people out there that are probably pretty confused um well i'll say this too like i think 
I think, okay, so you have your diehard fans of like the elite of Bullet Club that were here from the beginning, right? Right. If they weren't really that big of wrestling fans, but they were like big um, being the elite fans on YouTube and all that, because there was a huge group of those people. For sure. They don't really have anything to watch right now on this show. Like Cody's gone. Hangman's been out with a concussion. You know, Marty's been deleted. You've got the Bucks gone. Kenny's gone right now. So, like, that AEW core, the people that bought tickets to All In, a lot of those people have nothing to watch. Then you have the WWE fan base that crossed over when CM Punk came in, right? And you don't really have those people right now anymore. In fact, they're going back home because Triple H is now in charge. So you kind of lost that attention there. So now it's like you really just have the fans that either have stayed loyal or the fans that have become fans during the process of AEW within this three years, right? Yeah. So I just think that like a big portion of the fan base is missing part of what AEW was, right? And like if you yeah. even hear Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy flat out said that that Kenny and the Bucks are the heart and soul of AEW. So you can say whatever you want about Moxley or Brian Danielson or whoever Jericho, like, you know, the new appointed leaders in Tony's eyes. That's not the heart and soul of AEW. That, that is the missing link is you need the elite. And it really makes me think of like, whenever they leave like how do you transition out of that right like you really are gonna have to because i think we've also lost our way in putting over a lot of the young talent like i felt like we were in really good shape of a lot of guys coming up and now it just kind of feels like i don't know it just feels like things are on hold again and, and it's just frustrating like we need to really go we need to start having dream matches again we need to start having shows that are stacked to where you're like, man, this could be like match of the year. You know, like, I don't feel like we're getting that right now. Well, I, I, I think I was really well said by the way about, uh, like the, the fan base, like the yeah. different fan bases. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, I think a lot of that's right. Um, but something that, that we definitely need to talk about AEW is that I, that did get a lot of buzz was Shibata return absolutely which was absolutely you know so that was badass i'm obviously a big yep. fan of shibata um and i love orange cassidy as well you know i'm a long time fan of both of these guys so like it was uh like i i th- it was so strange though it's like of all the people you could have matched shibata up with it was so random that it felt so random you do orange cassidy but it feels like we're gonna get shibata and danielson at some time soon like it, they've been kind of teasing that and so it's uh but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there, and I know we were, we wanted to talk about that. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool, and like Shibata having more matches, and he still looks really good in there. And there's there's still kind of also playing the story of like he's been out, so like he's not, you know, it makes sense that he'd be losing to like high level guys because he's not really out there wrestling for you know, years at a time anymore. So like, um, but yeah, and, and I'll say that. this: like, first of all, the whole Shibata thing, like how random 
But yeah, great. Right. Great, right? Like, that's how I felt. Like, I'm, like, watching this crap show, and I'm not happy, and then out comes Shibata, and I'm like, what? And then right. challenges Orange Cassidy, and I'm like, now how are they going to do this goofy gimmick match that they did with Zack Sabre Jr. in New Japan with Orange Cassidy on Rampage? Like, how are you supposed to do that? So then I listened to Dave, and they're like, oh, no, he's going to, like, wrestle-wrestle. I was like, what? Like, no. I'm like, they're not going to have his comeback match be against Orange Cassidy in the States. On Rampage. Like, on Rampage with Mike Tyson doing commentary. Right, like, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. If anybody on their bingo card for 2022 had that Shibata would come back and face Orange Cassidy on Rampage with Mike Tyson doing commentary. And Mike Tyson like putting uh, over Shibata. He was like, this guy's awesome. I know about Shibata. He's a legend. <laughs> yeah. You, you probably won the lottery in California just recently, that $2 billion lottery or whatever, because like this thing is the most bizarre thing I probably all year but I thought it was really good. And I actually really enjoyed Rampage. It actually felt like almost a continuation of Dynamite. Like it really felt like that they did a decent job this time. I was looking forward to Rampage all day, which it hadn't happened in a long time. And, um, and it was live, so I didn't know the results. But like after that match, you have Brian Danielson and, and Cesaro or Claudio cut a promo. And then Jericho cut a promo, and then that built the, the the match for full gear. And it just felt like that you needed to watch the show. It wasn't just like some random show that felt like a dark or something. It felt like, okay, this is like a continuation to Dynamite. Um, so, yeah, and, and like I'm, I'm digging the fact that Ward – I also really liked that Hobbs and Wardlow are going to have a match. I think that's a nice pairing. I'm looking forward to that. I think that should be a full gear, right? So – um, there were things the that title, I, do they state the title off Wardlow? Do you think that Hobbs should win that? Do you think Wardlow's like cooled off too much to where like they should do something different? I do actually. I do. I just it's not working. And I, I also think that Wardlow is is almost seems like he's better at the the guy chasing the title than carrying it for right now. I don't I don't know. That's why I'm concerned about Wardlow and I and I said that from the very beginning because it's like what do you do with that guy? Right. Because the way that you build him is like to the top. And there's too many guys in his way right now that he can't be at the top, you know? But yeah. I mean, are people going to be upset if him and MJF have a revisit and, and actually like the feud for the title and MJF isn't actually like booking a flight and all that stuff. There's no controversy. And, you know, so like, I don't know, I don't know what happens, but, um, I, I think that they need to decide what they want to do, right? Like, are you – what are you doing with a lot of these guys? And then just go with it, you know? Um, I saw that FTR is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom to defend the titles. Mm -hmm. So that's normally on a dynamite. So I don't know necessarily what their plans are. But, like, are you looking forward to another Swerve and Glory um, acclaimed match? Like, they're not bad or anything. It's just – I thought we would be at this point, this is the third match. I thought at this point we would be ready to do FTR and acclaim. Yeah. I mean, I think the match will be, will be good, but I'm with you. I mean, maybe it's here where like, they're going to turn 
swerve and lee against each other finally like maybe that's why they're doing it so they can finally make that like a big deal i don't know but like i think it'll be solid but yeah i uh i'm with you and then the, the stuff with the acclaimed also like i'm a I'm a big fan of Max Caster. I, I think Anthony Bowes is really good as well. But like Max was like a, was a real standout for me. Like like early AEW. Um, yep. And and like I just don't, I just still don't get that. Like like Billy Gunn being with them and like the whole, it's just weird. Like, but it's like, over. No, like it I is, don't it like is. it, but it's over. It's over. And and the whole scissor me thing, it's over. Like I, I'm, yeah, don't get me wrong, it is. And I think they they need to they need to go with it but i also i fear that they're gonna like lean into it way too heavy because i feel like they already kind of have and yeah. like it'll start it'll start becoming annoying and like yeah. it's gonna get the uh, wrong reaction so, i think we're there yeah. <laughs> i think it's really over the top and it's not like it's just done like once or anything it's done like 12 times per segment and it's the new it's the new suck it but i just don't think it's near as over like that it's just i think we're at such a weird stage of wrestling it's been like this for a while i mean like probably a decade like with fandango right like you probably like oh fandango's over no it's just people like to act like a jackass and dance in the crowd and look stupid like they didn't care about him at all i mean I saw him at WrestleCon, like he walking by people, nobody stopped him, nobody even bothered, you know, and I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler or anything, but it's just like that gimmick, same thing with like uh, Rusev Day. Rusev Day, it wasn't about Rusev. It was the fact of like, they found something to get behind and have fun with, right? So that's why with scissor me daddy ass and all this stuff, like I, I think it's more so just, fun the crowd being goofy they're here to have a good time just like they're here to sing judas and all this other stuff but like i don't know how much it is because they love the acclaim but i mean they pop don't get me wrong i'm not saying the claim isn't over or anything like that but like i don't know if you could necessarily call these people really like billy gunn fans you know what i mean yeah well yeah for me well wait, really uh well yeah yeah the yeah i once again, I feel like you got to go with it because it's over and like yep. I get it, but at some point, you know, it's funny the Fandango thing is very true. When they had him beat Jericho, I was like, What the hell just happened? Like, you kidding me? <laughs> I couldn't, like, because that was a WrestleMania, like, he beat Jericho, WrestleMania, and then all of a sudden, everyone's doing the stupid song and dance, and it's like number one on iTunes, and then yep. it just like completely fizzled out. Like completely yep. um yeah and, and i think i think you just don't want to get to the point where it's like not worth the crap you know you've got to read the room and like it's fun right now and everything but and it, you got to have more than that like it's just it's not going to have a long shelf life in my opinion but if they continue to have really good matches then that It'll helps definitely a help. lot yes definitely helps yeah and champions right like as long as their champions are having good matches like people will get behind it but but see i think that's the perfect thing for the ftr feud as well it's like they're the total opposite like they're not here to be jokesters and you know come up with all these catchphrases and all this stuff like they're here to fight you know and people love them for different reasons but both are like over, right? But 
I, I don't know. I just think that we're ready for that because what I don't like either is like Swerve and Glory are going to fight. Like they're going to break up and they're going to have, they're going to feud. So like, let's just get to that. Like, I don't think we need to have another pay-per-view match to get to that, but it is. I agree, it is. I agree with you. A long, long couple overtime days. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else did we have? What were our main topics? We uh, we also have UFC, which we'll definitely get to. Uh, make, make sure y'all, if you you know, hit that thumbs up button, and if you're sending super chats, we'll make sure. If you have like fight predictions and stuff, we'll make sure to get to those when we uh, when we get to the UFC uh, talk and all that stuff. Do you feel like there was something else that we're missing? We know Shabbat. We got we got pretty much everything in the, in the title, I think. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I was gonna say something. Hey, what do you feel about the AEW video game being available on Xbox uh, Gamer Pass, like, day one? But it isn't. It isn't? No. So, apparently, like, so AEW came out and said something today on, like, their Twitter and was like, hey, y'all, I know there's, like, something going around, but, like, it's going to be, like, full retail when this drops, like, online okay. and retail. Because so, I thought that that was a really risky move. Like, I thought it was cool. But, like, if you're trying to get your money back on this, like, that's probably not the best idea. They would probably double, if not triple, their player base if it was yeah. on Game Pass. But the the return on investment, like you said, that's risky. Like, Very. I agree. I mean, I, I would expect them to put it out for, like, 30 to $50 or whatever, like most games nowadays or whatever. You know? oh, I, I think it's 60 bucks all day long. 50 60, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't even know what the new games go for anyway. I, honestly, I mainly play, like, Fortnite and stuff that's, like, free. And it's, like, freemium or whatever. You can, like, pay for, like, upgrades or whatever, I guess. But, like, yeah, I I, I haven't bought a, a, doll, a game for, like, 60 bucks in a long time. But I, but I will buy the AEW video game. Um, I think it'll be worth it. But yeah. but I saw that rumor as well. Or it was it was out there. It was like being reported on yesterday. Um, but yeah, I saw AEW tweeting uh, something about that today. That this just it is just a rumor. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense because I saw that and I was like, okay. I mean, like I'm happy with it because I have I have Game Pass. But I but I like as a business, I didn't think that that was that smart. Um, and it also. It also feels like, uh, but by the way, anybody who's curious, they said that they were going to make more announcements on the game for full gear. So I expect a release date, all that good stuff. I think we're there. I think we're there. Um, oh, the full gear tournament. Let's talk about that because that's that's actually really good. Um, Hold up here. Do you remember what that is? Pulling it up right now. Full gear tournaments. Um, full year 2002. Okay, I got it right here. I'm going to go through the matchups and do a yeah, yeah, I got it too. So cool. All right, so we got Brian Cage, Dante Martin. Kind of weird. Dante Martin's record is not very good, and Brian Cage also not very good record, and hardly ever on the show. So that's kind of strange. I feel like. Do you think though that they're kind of making Brian Cage more of a part of the show though because i mean like he just wrestled samoa joe as the main event he's um but he's been losing he's losing i'm not saying he's, he deserves to to win the whole thing or nothing but i mean like compared to them like, like he he wasn't even on anything for like six months so 
I just feel like that they're starting to actually use it. I mean, this will be – he'll be in a main event, and then he's now in a tournament. So I, I feel like they're actually deciding to use him a little bit more. I agree with that, and I think the match will be good between him and Martin. Yeah. But, but it's just, like, if this is for, the like, a title tournament for, like, the world championship, I just feel like there shouldn't be a guy in there like Dante Martin who's, like, 2-15 and 15 or whatever. I have no idea what his record is. But, like, who, who ever wins. Who huh? should take his spot? I'd have to probably pull up the AEW rankings. But, I mean, I can think of a ton. Of, well, I mean, it really – I'd have to really think about who has stuff heading into full gear that, like, they're already involved with. But we could easily think of people. With like I would think like Daniel there. Garcia, right? Yeah. He doesn't have a match right now. Um, Wheeler Yuta, he doesn't have a match. We'll see what happens. But uh, I don't see Claudio. Well, Claudio's in the four-way. So those are those are yeah. ones that I would think of. We're, well, Pentagon, Phoenix, and Pac are probably going to be busy. So Yeah. Well, in the – like and like Darby is going to be wrestling with Sting probably against right. Ethel and Jarrett because I'd say Darby Sammy, would be the one. in the ROH match. Jungle right. Boy would be a decent idea, but he's like feuding with Luchasaurus, Christian stuff. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I'm trying to think of like who else would be hanging because they also him. brought in Lance Archer, which they haven't really used him at all. That's another it's thing. Like, yeah, same boat as as Brian Cage for in a lot of ways. Like just not like yeah. rarely on the show. Archer seems to win more often though. I feel like, but I could be wrong about that. Brian Cage did really well in AEW like the first couple of years when he was like the FTR champion. And stuff. Well, and when he lost FTW. the title, who did he lose it to? He lost it to Ricky Starks. <laughs> and the way the bracket is is Archer and Starks and Brian Cage and Dante. So I have a feeling we're going to see a rematch. I think you're right because I think so. I'm I'm gonna take Brian Cage over Dante Martin as well. Me too. Me too. And I will also so Ricky Starks versus Lance Archer. I'm gonna say yeah. Ricky Starks wins that too. I think they're making too big of a deal of him like entering the tournament to to be out in the first round. Yep. So um, and yeah. it'd be likely that Ricky Starks wins that. So that means he's going yeah. to the finals. Yeah, I would have Ricky Starks over um, Brian Cage as well to go to the finals. Right. And so then, then the other side is Eddie Kingston and Ethan Page, which is tomorrow. Yeah. And, and Ethan Page is getting a lot of time. Yeah. Promos, Tag Max, MJF. Um, he had uh, he's on the road to the promo. So I feel like Ethan Page is going to win his match against Eddie Kingston. I think so too, which is big, would be very big for Ethan. Um, and these guys have known each other for a long time, Ethan and, and Eddie. Like, I remember their like shoot interviews together like forever ago. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Ethan Page, yeah, once again, he's been getting a lot of, a lot of shine. And I think they should push, push Ethan. Like, I'm, I'm a, I'm an Eddie fan. I think he's been done kind of wrong in AEW in recent times too, based on like how over he is. I feel like he should have probably a bigger spot. But he really hasn't recovered from the suspension from Sammy. Right. Like, I agree. Ever since then, it just hasn't been the same. And, and Ethan, though, like I said, like I want to see them push, push Ethan Page. So like, I, I will take Ethan over Eddie Kingston as well. And then Russian Bandito is the other match, which is once again, yes. like Bandito is what, like 0 1 in AEW? Just a Jericho, yeah. Right. Which I mean, it's going to be an incredible match. Bandito is fantastic. I'll take Bandito just for the record. I think it's match. I, really I agree. Good. Um, and then do you but think then that- it's like if he wins, 
do you um do you put it in as uh bandito losing to ethan page well that's that be, he'd lose yeah. to jericho and ethan page and only have one win yeah it's it's booking it's weird booking because hey well here's the thing I think it's I think it's possible that Bandito wins this entire thing. So I want to throw that out there too. Like I think it's either gonna be yeah. Bandito or Ricky Starks. Like they make a they're making a big deal out of Ricky, but I also think it might be a little too obvious, like that like they're putting so much focus on that. And Bandito like could be a massive star for AEW. So like I think it could but here's the thing, like with all the screen time Ethan's getting, like I, I could really see it being him too, but in the Ethan versus MJF, because I'm also like assuming MJF's gonna be the champion coming out of full gear. So like, you know what I mean? I'm kind of trying to think like who would be good against MJF. I think Ethan and MJF would be awesome, but like I don't know if they would do that right now, given like both of their characters right now where they're at. But I could see them doing Ricky Starks and MJF for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's likely, but they're really building up Ethan Page and MJF. But you could also see MJF possibly working it and the then firm. coming, yeah, coming back. Yeah. If MJF's promo on the firm to tomorrow is going to show a lot. Like, is he going babyface? Is he not? You know what? Maybe Ethan does win this whole thing because he does have the firm helping him. I, I didn't factor yeah. that in. I, sh- I should have, of course, that was obvious. I should have, I should have definitely factored that in. Also, Ricky Starks hasn't really had a lot of momentum. Like he, he just had a promo just recently, but like they're they're pushing Ethan. So yeah. And if you remember on Ariel's show, MJF said like the most underrated wrestler is Ethan Page. So. I feel like that this is kind of like MJF going to bat for one of his friends and trying to get him finally used in a big spot. Ethan might be the Ethan might be the move. He might you might win this whole thing. I think it's a good prediction. Do you think Ethan Page wins this whole thing? Is that is that your pick? Uh, I think it's all. I think it's Starks and Ethan Page in the finals. But yeah, I think based on, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that decision, but I think based on like the promotion of it and the buildup, I think it is going to be Ethan Page and MJF. Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Ethan has the toughest road also. He'd have to go through Eddie and Bandito and Ricky Starks if he gets to the finals. Right. Um, That's, that's a big tournament. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So it's it's certainly um, certainly interesting. I'll say that. But real quick too, it looks like that those three matches are all rampage. So is that like all this week? Um. Well, it says the quarterfinals. It says Friday, and it says. Starks and Archer, Dante and Lance, and or Dante and, and uh, Brian Cage and Bandito and Rush all rampage. Okay, so they're just doing one of them on Dynamite. 
Yeah, just the one. It's just Ethan Page and Eddie Kingston. So Rampage is pretty damn good this week too. I'll I'll have to watch it again this week. Yeah. So they're good definitely. We've been uh, talking about that. We've been talking about them needing to do stuff like that to make us watch Rampage. I mean, there you go. I mean, Bandito and Rush, Rush, um, uh, uh, Cage and Dante, Archer Starks. I mean, that's good enough to definitely check out. So props to them for that. And uh, it's crazy, though. Like, how many matches have been announced for Full Gear? We've got the ROH World Title match. We've got Tony and Jamie Hayter. We've got the main event of Moxley and MJF, and we've got the tournament finals. Is that correct? Oh, and we've got the tag match. Yeah, that's it. That's that's five. And the pay-per-view is next week. Yeah. And and the way that they like to, they like to add another 10 matches to that, (laughs) which, no, shouldn't do that. Like, stack Rampage or something that weekend or whatever, but... Just, like, we uh, got to imagine that they'll add Sting and Darby versus Jarrett and Lethal. Wardlow yeah. and Hobbs. Wardlow and Hobbs. So that's one, two. Um, Seven. Yeah. Jade and Nyla. Is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, is that for this or no, do you think? They haven't announced anything. It's got to be a gimmick match at this point because they've been taking bumps off the stadium, off this uh, yeah. the stage and stuff. So, like, I. I think it'd have to be a game. They've had normal matches already. So I think that would have to be like a gimmick match. So it's like eight or nine right there. Hold on a second. Uh, just maybe Jade defends her, her title just squash someone. So say it's Jade and Nyla because oh, Nyla Jade stole Nyla. That's right. It hasn't been official, but I mean, Nyla stole her TBS title. That's so. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Gotcha. Uh, Orange Cassidy All Atlantic Championship. By the way, that Shibata match, like, really to me, like, Pack was like I have uh, Pack's great, but like, I feel like that title really was like way more legitimized with Orange Cassidy. Not not him winning it, but like the fact that Shibata wanted to come back and fight for that. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean. I feel like I the All Atlantic Championship means a lot more now coming out of Rampage. Well, and Orange has now had some good matches. He's beat some credible opponents. That's how you build a title. So like, I. I don't think that the Mid-Atlantic title is just some garbage title now, you know what I mean? And it, it really is nothing against Pac. It's just the fact that he can't be as active as Orange. Like, he lives in, I think, the U.K. and stuff, so he can only be available every now and then. So I I just don't – I I I think putting it on Orange is actually a pretty good move. Yeah. Britt Baker and Soraya says Taylor in the chat. I think that that will – probably happened maybe that was another thing i really didn't like they were promoting a sit down with her and brit and then like brit didn't even show up so they didn't do it and then they were like well are you at least coming back and she's like well you'll have to wait till next week like then why even promote this like promote it for in two weeks or something you know what i mean so i i wasn't a big fan of that either there were just some misses yet last week um but it's one of those things that like People are like, well, no, mid it sucks. Mid AEW sucks. Like, you can't have a miss. You can't even be wrong every now and like you can't even not have like a decent show sometimes. Like, they're not perfect. Um, it, and yeah. people are so like waiting for their downfall. And like, dude, 
I keep saying this over and over again. Neither company is going anywhere. It's just this is that's just the reality. So whatever tribalism you want to do, like if you're sitting there hoping one is going out of business, that is just wasted energy because that's not happening. For sure. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll do a full AW uh, full year prediction next yep. Tuesday. So yeah, I will definitely hear about that. Do you know um, if Wrestle Rumble is doing anything for that? I don't know. I do know that they're doing um, that afterwards. They're doing another belt giveaway. I know that. Okay. Um, but another one of those belt raffles. I might be able to give away some uh, some uh, entries for that on on Tuesday's show. So if y'all are watching, we might be able to do some Wrestle Rumble belt entries. And I hope they do a pickup contest, but I don't. I, I don't. I don't know if they're going to do it or if they're just waiting because not enough has been announced even for them to like put a contest up. So. Yeah. Know. Yeah. No, I, I just was wondering, um, cause usually, you know, the AEW pay-per-views, they usually do something. Yeah. I hope, I hope they, do. I mean, I, I can double check and see if they have anything about, um, let's see, wrestlerumble.com. Um, it says, uh, it's a, so they haven't announced anything about a contest for, for, but they, the, the belt giveaway is for a replica AEW world championship belt. And they're only $1 entries, which is awesome. So, yeah, we'll definitely give away some entries next week. Yeah, for sure. All right, man, let's go ahead and discuss uh, UFC. Um, it's a good card. Looking forward to it. You got the card lined up? Yes, I do. All right. Good night, Nicholas. Good night, yeah, Nicholas. Good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. So I'm a little bit lower energy than normal, possibly, tonight. I've, I've had some very long work days i'm pretty spent but we had a big it's ufc gonna show. Be, uh, it's gonna be a rough couple of uh till basically till the end of the year you know holidays pick up things yeah. get hectic so it, it it's usually a downtime on youtube as well because there's so many things that are going on and everything but we'll keep fighting through and you know pro wrestling always takes care of us because there's always something that happens it's exciting to talk about mixed martial arts whatever um, no off seasons. Hey, real quick, I wanted to say, uh, what did you think of the Bucks um, copywriting Wayward Sons? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're going to do with that, but I saw that. I need to listen to yeah. the lyrics of that that again because yeah. I have a feeling it fits with sure. how they're feeling. Um, and I wonder if that will be their new theme music or it will be like the elites new theme music, or if they'll just use it like the one time MJF used it for the pay-per-view. Cause like I could see like the lights going out and then that song plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm excited. It's going to be, I'm very excited. They're back in like a week. So it's, it's been way, way, way too long. I can't. Did you see Nick at the Clippers game too? Yeah, yeah, they're getting just, back out there in the public. Just seeing Nick gave me the feels. Like, oh, <laughs> we're, we're getting close. There he is. You know, I'm like, now turn on BTE. Like that's another thing too. No BTE, no nothing. Like, think about, think about how long BTE has been going. It's never had a break like this, right? 
it's they've just, only taken like one week off in like years. They took like it a week just off. Like feels off. But this might be really good for them too. Like honestly, yeah. like a way to reflect. I, if anything, to me at this moment, if I'm the Bucks and Kenny, this is a time that I'm thinking about my exit strategy. Not necessarily AEW, but just the business in general. Like, so this is what it's like. This is what it feels like to not be in wrestling anymore. Like, how did I like this? Am I ready to to make this my my life? Have I now have like a new passion for this and I want to keep going? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's a good reflection of where they are, you know? Yeah. So. UFC? Yep, UFC. Big UFC pay-per-view this weekend. UFC 281. Me and Doug are going to go through the card real quick and give you our predictions. If you want to get your predictions read out or you have anything else you want us to talk, want us to talk about before the end of the show, um, make sure to send Super Chats. We'll make sure to put a bump on the screen, read them out, all that good stuff for you. Um, we'll start right at the top, though, with the card. Israel Adesanya defending the middleweight championship of the world against Alex Pereira. Pereira's defeated him. He's knocked him out cold in boxing. Um, or yeah, bo- kickboxing, it was, it was kickboxing, right? It was extremely kickboxing, yeah, but uh, but prayers looked really good in the UFC. He's been starching people. While his most recent one over Sean Strickland was like the real like breakout performance. So, uh, Doug, who you got here, you think Adesanya with another title defense, or does it does prayer just have Adesanya's number and we have a new champion? so difficult just because we really haven't seen Pereira a lot but when we have seen him he's been a straight up assassin yeah so and say whatever you want about Sean Strickland he was starting to get in that top contender talk Mm -hmm. and I mean Pereira went right through him we're only three UFC fights total so yes only uh, only seven total MMA fights how many how many like first round finishes do you know because i think all Um, of them have been first round finishes uh not well most yeah so so his uh he has one two three first round krtkos and then um second two second round tkos and one decision out of his ones he has one loss by submission but it was his first fight in uh, 2015. but what about the ufc record Oh, sorry. In the UFC, it's a first round knockout over Shane Strickland, a uh, a decision win over Bruno Silva, and a uh, second round TKO over Andreas Michalidis. I'm probably butchering that name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, he's absolute killer. He's huge. I think that can't be understated. He weighs like two twenty, two fifteen, two twenty. So, and I do think what's interesting about this is I feel like Izzy's been playing it safe. He hasn't been as aggressive, and I think Pereira is going to force him to be that. I think if it stays standing, I think Pereira's going to win. I think if Izzy actually implements MMA, then I think, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, He's going for triangles and all this other stuff. Like just every now and then throw in a takedown, throw him off a little bit, just get a little ground control. If you do get him taken down, do some ground and pound a little bit. Like he's going to have to make this more than just a kickboxing fight, in my opinion. Um, 
if he if he doesn't do that, I think he is going to lose. So I, I'm I'm leaning towards Izzy as a full, well-rounded mixed martial artist that he is now. And I think that he'll win. But if he wants to play games and just stand there with Pereira, I don't think it will go well. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, I, I, I especially about if Izzy, if Izzy comes in as like an all-around, well-rounded MMA fighter and like implements like a full-on, like he grapples with him, he, he mixes it up and stuff, then I think Izzy will win. Um, Pereira, like I think a big part of why I'm going to pick Izzy is the experience. I know Pereira has, has flatlined him before, but it was a different sport. Izzy's probably been wanting this win back for a really, really, really long time, and he's probably been thinking about it a lot, probably super motivated to to, to beat this guy. So Pereira's beat him twice, right? One, one, one was like a really bad knockout. Um, I don't know about the other one. Didn't he, I think he's beat him twice, hasn't he? In kickboxing? Um, he's beat him twice. Yeah. He's beat him twice. Knocked him out. The left hook is what I remember. The other it one was didn't even look that hard of a shot. It didn't even look that hard of a shot, but, I mean, he, he got him. One thing, too, is I with Pereira as big as he is, I doubt his cardio is great, and I doubt he can really go five rounds, hard five rounds. So that's another thing, too, is, like, if Izzy can just gas him out and then finish him standing, like, that could happen, too, because, um, like I said, I, I don't know if Prayer can go into deep water after three rounds. Yeah, so so my, my official prediction, I'm going to go with Israel Adesanya. It sounds like you are as well. Like Yeah, yeah, I'm on, Izzy, I'm on Izzy, but I'm not, I'm not sleeping on Pereira at all. Like, I think that he could possibly pull this thing off. And it makes sense that the UFC, like, like – uh, streamlined him to the title so fast and everything given his history with Adesanya and the big knockout over Strickland and everything like they pushed him really quickly but it makes sense that he'd be the next contender especially because Adesanya has beaten all those other guys all the other contenders and he's running back rematches and beating people in rematches and stuff and having to try his, his you know to move up and when he fought Blahovich and stuff so I think I will say this, to fight him. I will say this though when I first heard about Pereira and then I saw him fight on a prelim and win. I thought there was no chance in hell he was getting all the way to Izzy. Like, it made yeah. sense. I heard he beat him before and all that stuff, but I just thought it just wouldn't happen. It's the same thing about – I don't remember what the guy's name is that tapped Connor in um, – he was an Irish guy as well, and he tapped Connor. Marcus Brimage. Yeah, no, no, Marcus Brimage got destroyed. Well, that was the guy he destroyed. That's right, that's right. Sorry. No, Um. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. He ended up retiring or whatever. Yes, but I know. But exactly. he never got his shot at Connor in the UFC, and like I kind of felt like it was going to be the same way with Pereira. Like you're going to get there, but he couldn't finish the the big names. What was that guy's name? Because that guy fought in the UFC for a little while. Yeah, yeah, he um, was there. I mean, he was he was okay, but he never got. He was a, like a featherweight, right? It was you beat him at featherweight, like back yeah, in the featherweight. Day. Oh, Joe Duffy, that was it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I kind of felt like it was going to be a Joe Duffy situation. So the fact that he's even gotten here is impressive. And so that, that makes things more interesting as well. It's not like he's not a credible contender. Cause like I said, Sean Strickland won like five, six in a row. He was looking like he could be in line for a title shot and he got absolutely destroyed. For sure. So we broke taking out Asani in the main event. Yeah. Um, 
co-main event, we have the women's strawweight championship on the line. Carla Esparza defending against Wiley Zhang, Zhang Wiley, however you want to say it. I I always yeah. get confused with the the Asian names because it depend you know, depending on who's saying it, they say it different ways. I'm going to say Wiley Zhang just because that's how I first started knowing her as Wiley Zhang. Um, yeah, I think Wiley Zhang just destroyed Carla Esparza. I do too. I 100% do, especially. If Wale can stop her takedown and yes. keep it standing, Which oh I think my god! And Carla gonna... looks yeah. so uncomfortable standing. Like I just, it it will not last long. I, I think Wale's going to be the champion. I think, I think Carla just caught Rose in a bad middle state. Uh, I don't think that she can she can beat Wale. Well, she's beaten Rose twice now, right? It's like she just has yep. her number, and that just happens yep. sometimes to people. Sometimes it's just that one person. Um, Rose is so worried about the takedown that she won't pull the trigger against her. And so it just, it's just a bad fight. I'm interested. Carla won't even really pull the trigger against her either. So it's just standstill. That's what made the fight so boring. I'm interested to see the lines on this because I'd imagine that the champion Esparza is like a heavy underdog. Um, Yeah, definitely think so. She said she, they said that she laughed when they told her that like, People don't think she can beat Wale. I'm like, man, mm. you're for a rude awakening. Hey, but depending on, that might be a decent bet for Esparza, depending on the odds, maybe. I yeah, if it's like plus decent. 600 or something, I mean, maybe. Yeah, and you'd probably, I mean, the decision would be probably what you want to look at for there if you're Esparza. But I think Wale John's going to stop her. So. Yeah. Um. After that, this is probably the most exciting fight on the card, in my opinion. We have uh, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Uh, these guys match up really well. They're very a, a lot of parallels between the two. Um, just badass fighters, been doing it forever. Both great strikers, but also really, really well-rounded. Um, I think Chandler is a bit more explosive, but Poirier I think is better, like at like more aspects of MMA, if that makes sense. Um, and both have huge heart. Like we've seen both guys in absolute wars um, over their careers. I'm yep. predicting Dustin Poirier. What about you, Doug? I'm I'm also predicting Poirier. I just feel like Chandler's too wild, and he's going to get lost in the moment. And it, it's just, it's 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 almost like the Gaethje fight, right? At some point, he just even threw out the idea of like strategy and winning, and just got lost in a war. And he's done that, you know, with other fights and. I love Chandler as a fighter, though. Like, the guy just delivers fight of the years over and over again. Amazing fighter. Dustin's a great fighter. Um, I will say this, though. Chandler always has that, like, just crazy explosive moment where he usually hurts his opponent every single time. Can he capitalize on that? Is Dustin really wanting to get in a war at this point in his career? Like, those are the kind of things that I'm wondering about. You know what I mean? So, uh, I'm leaning towards Dustin. I'm picking Dustin. But Chandler is a live dog, as always, because he's just so wild and athletic and crazy. It's just a – it's just a – it's like someone just hits the fast-forward button and lets him go, you know? And it's, it's the perfect matchup for both guys right now, too. Like, it makes I all agree. the sense in the world to have the, these guys fight. So, um, we're both taking Poirier, but I think that's going to be the best fight of the night, unless there's, like, just, like, a crazy, like... Like, I think if it ends early, it's most likely that Chandler lands something explosive, like, yep. really fast. Um, 
But I think that if this fight, if this becomes a real fight, I think Dustin Poirier has more ways of uh, of winning or or just strictly outboxing Chandler if it comes down to it, like combo. Well, you know, like you know, like Chandler, like you know how like Khabib held down Dustin at will in wrestling. Like if Chandler would just focus on that, I think he would probably win the fight. But he's not going to do that. Like he's just going to go in there and bang with him. Right, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, we're both taking Poirier, but that that fight's great. Um, yep. We have a bantamweight matchup: Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. Uh, this is supposed to be Frankie Edgar's retirement fight. Also, real quick, sorry. If Chandler wins, is he the next fight for Connor at one seventy? I don't know. Maybe, but dude, it's amazing. I'm like, just I saying, like- if Connor if Connor comes back, he's he's coming back at one seventy. He's way yeah. too big for one fifty five. He didn't come back this year. I think he is coming back next year. They need yeah. a fight. I, I think Chandler makes the most sense, especially if he beats Poirier, because then it's like the guy that beat Connor. Connor gets a shot at him instead. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it would make sense. I just unfortunate that like I feel like the, just the interest for Connor is just it's just like rapidly just like I just feel like people are just caring less and less by the day about Connor fighting. Like I just think we're at I think John Jones is getting at that point too. Yeah. Like, I think we're both, you know, and I it was almost like Nick Diaz territory as well. Like you're just gone for so long. It's hard to get yeah. excited. And then these guys just are not the same when they come back. You can't be gone two, three years and still like be at the same level you were. And he wasn't even at that great of a level when he was when he was fighting. You know, yeah, I, I do. I do think that Chandler and Connor would be a really good fight, though. I, I do. I do. Um, and I and think I, that you could sell that fight. I think that it's got pay per view written all over it, and you're okay with either one winning, like business wise. Yeah, I think if Connor comes back motivated and in good shape and stuff, like I think he can knock out a lot of these guys still. So, um, and I think Chandler definitely has a shot as well. I mean, like it, that'd be a good matchup. Um, Frankie Edgar retirement fight, Chris Gutierrez. Um, I mean, Frankie Edgar, absolute legend, like one of yep. the best light, lighter weight fighters ever. Uh, who do you have here? Cause I don't, I don't know as much about Gutierrez, but I know that they're like, you know, he's, um, he's, he's fought, like, last fought. he's 18 and four. Like he's been around for a minute, but only in the UFC since 2019. Chris um, Gutierrez. but he's, but he's, he's like, what is it? One, two, three, wow. four, five, six, six in wait in one draw. Six wins in one draw. Um, I mean, he yeah. This kind of comes off to me like a Wapo uh, as well. I don't know if I like that. That's Boz's name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Boz Rutten. Yep. Um, I uh, I just I feel like they're kind of trying to like make. Gutierrez's name a little bit on Edgar because like he's on like such a run like I feel like they match Edgar out because like a veteran who's been like losing some fights also if they like really wanted him coming out of this with like a big W or something you know but yeah um but yeah we saw Andre Arlovsky beat like five or six guys in a row that he wasn't supposed to beat um although he just lost the other week to one of those guys um, I mean, this is like Edgar in his hometown farewell fight. Yeah. Usually, I mean, I their I last fights don't go well. Like just yeah. in general, 
because it's one of those things that like once you've decided you're done it just you just aren't you don't have the same fire yeah. so um like like think of like cowboys fights and stuff like yeah. it, it's over you know so right. i'll probably pick gutierrez but i would love to see frankie win yeah i'm in the same boat it's probably smart to go with gutierrez but i'm i'm hoping edgar pulls it off Edgar's another one of those guys who's a good example of like no matter who you are pretty much like the guy had a granite chin. He fought for 20 something fights or whatever it was. Like, never got, he got dropped, you know, especially in the Maynard fights and stuff, but he never got knocked out. And then he got knocked out bad by uh, Ortega. And then uh, was it Zombie after that, where they had like, he had like the last, the last second replacement fight. And he, he went up a weight class and stuff. Like, he's been getting like, he's, he's been getting, he had the Corey Sanhagen one where Sanhagen need him in the head. Like, so that's just, my point is, even if you're Frankie Edgar, the most one of the most durable fighters ever, everyone's got a punch card of like you get hit enough times. Yep. Doesn't matter who you are. Um, yep. But I hope Edgar wins. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Edgar just because I I think he's gonna do everything he possibly can to end his career on a, on a W, um, in a in a, in New York. Um, the other main card fight is Dan Hooker and sorry, my chair is like squeaking like crazy. Uh, Dan Hooker versus Claudio. I get the damn thing to just sit where it's supposed to. Uh, Polas. I'm not sure how you say Claudio's last name there. Um, I'm picking him because I think Dan Hooker shot at this point. He's just taking way too much of a beating. Yeah, I think I took Claudio in uh in our DraftKings maybe even. Does that yeah. feel the same way? I think Dan Hooker's a good fighter, but I do think he's 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 kind of compromised and. And he's also he's he's um, rotated off of different weight classes, which takes away a lot of your like reflexes and stuff. Like it's just, I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel good about. It. He's taken an unbelievable amount of beatings lately. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he's gonna win. Prelim, uh, we'll go through a couple of prelim fights real quick. Brad Riddell and Hanato Mokano. That's a good fight, lightweight. Um. Moicano just, I thought he just fought. We were just talking about him. Um, Didn't he step in on short notice and fight somebody? Oh, that's what it was. It was, he fought Dos Anjos, RDA. That was all the way back yeah. in March already. I felt like that was more recent. He just flown by. Time's fly, sir. Um, and Brad Riddell is coming off of a two losses in a row. Jalen Turner and Rafael Fiziev. 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 That guy's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's fighting soon also. He's fighting on this show, isn't he? I could have sworn I just saw. Maybe not. I could have sworn I saw he was fighting again soon. Um, anyways. Um that said, we'll uh well, so, oh, you got God. oh I'm sorry, I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Moicano. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I want yeah, to. A little more dangerous, especially on the ground. Um, then we got we had Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Span. Uh, I'm going to take Ryan Span in an upset. I just think Ryan Span's going to catch him. Yeah. Man, I don't know Dominic Reyes. I mean, that's another guy that might just be shot because he was. I mean, he, I think you could easily argue he beat John Jones that night. So to go from that. To where he is now, I'm going to go with Reyes just because I think he's a way better athlete. I 
think that he's shown promise, but he might be too shot. So I'm not saying he's not. I think it could definitely happen. Well, and I mean, Dominic Reyes is in a desperate situation too. He's lost three in a row, but granted, yep. those three are John Jones, John Blahovich, and Yuri Brahovska. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean you got to be fair there too. Like, he'd be three of the best or lost the three of the best, the current champion, the former champion, and the former champion before that. Brahovska um, was a brutal loss too, though. He got the crap. The, oh, my nasty. God. Um, also on the show, we got Meatball Molly McCann making a return to the Octagon. We got Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Exactly fighting in New York, huh? I bet she'll still be really over. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, solid card. I, I This past show, I had a uh, allegedly, maybe hypothetically, I had a, a seven-fight parlay. I hit the first six, and the seventh fight, my dude injured his own knee, like, in the first round, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, it's so rare to hit seven fight parlay, and I was so close. Um, also, shout out prize picks. You tell me about that. I've, I've been on that, like, nonstop. That's that's a lot. Of fun. <laughs> we're, not, we're not, like, sponsored by that. But, yeah, that, that, that's totally legal, like, 100% legal. Like, it's not even sports betting. It's like, well, it is and it isn't. It's like, it's a game. Yeah. Game, so, yeah. Um, like DraftKings, kind of. So, it's, but yeah, I've, I've really been in, enjoying playing that. Um, I'm up, like, because I hit the, the kicker one last night. I'm probably up like 120 or so um, since yep. starting. So, yeah, very happy about that. Um, anything left to add, uh, Doug? Um, just wondering. The, okay, where hold on. So, yeah, that's so, a very – that's a slippery slope if you're doing playing that game. Listen, I, I do that a little bit here and there where I will kind of hedge my bets a little bit, but that is – I'd assume ace-king ace trader is – a kind of trolling by saying that I, I i would hope you don't actually bet that way because that's a that's a slippery especially if neither if neither hits then you're really sol yeah 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 no i think that's about it um thanks everybody for tuning in dynamite should be interesting and then next week should be fun because then we get to talk about full gear hopefully there's a lot of news coming out of that and get this thing going again for real. Um, yeah. But who knows? It might not be really fired on all cylinders till 2023, but that's not that far away either. So that's yeah. where we're at right now. Well, an screen trader, last thing I'll say real quick, he's saying he's not trolling and that's the way to bet. No, what I'm saying is like, so I, if I place a, a bet of a seven fight parlay and the bet's in and I can't touch that bet, I can't. Well, so I guess technically, I mean, sometimes they'll let you, they'll let you like have an out or something. But I don't know when that fight's going to – you know what I'm saying? I don't know that the first six are going to hit and then the seventh fight. You know what I'm saying? In most cases, like, you would you would have missed by, like, the third fight or the first fight or whatever. Like, to get six in and then the seventh is, like, that's, you know, that's kind of the – I get the whole thing. It's, like, that way you're guaranteed money, but that's not, how, that's not actually how it works, if you understand what I'm saying. No, I hit the first six legs. Yes, I did. But – I also don't have access to, I can't legally gamble. So like, you understand what I'm saying? Like I have to, I have to put in my stuff ahead of time, allegedly, and like ride with whatever I've submitted. Yeah. I can't bet. So th this is the disconnect is right here, Jake. So I can't, I, I can't bet live if that makes sense. So, um, but no, hypothetically speaking, if I had access to, to bet live, I understand what you're saying. 
Um, because you, because in those situations, you can also cash out early too. Like they'll, you'll give you less of a payout, but you can like bail after your six and ensure you get something back versus like rolling the dice on the seventh hitting. They'll, they'll even do that during like boxing cards I've seen where like during the fight, the odds will, the live odds will change round by round and you can like cash out like halfway through the fight and be like, you know what? I called the knockout. Do you think this guy's going to knocked out, but he hasn't been knocked out yet. I'm going to take my money out. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. um, but, uh, but yeah, so I appreciate the, the advice though in the chat, y'all like any, any little bit of help I can get, uh, you know, to get better at the, 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 the sports picks and all that stuff. I'm, I'm always up for a little advice. Um, but yeah, I'm having, I'm having fun with it. And, uh, I hope that one day Georgia, along with the whole marijuana legalization thing, they get with the times with the rest of the world and get this all figured out. Or should I use the rest of the United States at least get this all figured out? It's ridiculous. Same with Texas. Why can't we gamble? It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Anyways. Yeah. Especially when they make other things legal that you would think like that shouldn't be legal. Get as drunk as you want and play the lottery. But yeah, can't can't, can't gamble. Point at home, and and, and decide to bet on the Vikings. Yeah, yep. yeah. You can invest in the stock market. You can get crypto, all that, but you can't. You know, it's just I don't know. Yeah, whatever. All right, y'all. Well, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Fight Talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. Check out the spotlight every Thursday morning, nine thirty a.m. Eastern time. Myself and Jeremy Lambert on the main Fightful YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Fightful. We recorded an interview with Phil Lindsay from Grap City tonight. That'll be airing as a part of our interview series on Thursday morning, along with the spotlight. Um, and uh, just keep up to date with all that stuff. Check out FightfulSelect.com as well. Um, check out the Fightful Select weekend, or I do that every weekend. Mainly talking independent wrestling, a whole bunch of stuff. So um, appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, anything left from you, Doug? Uh, no, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, you guys have a good weekend. And uh, check out Fike's Evo oh, yes. store. Here's my purchases real quick. There you go. Bianca Belair Tell Pop. Him. Tell them we sent you. Paul Van Dam Pop. RPG. That's a nice one. Matt Riddle Pop. Boom. Riddle Got some Pop. pops this week. There you um, go. Yeah, check out VK's store. 10% off. Tell tell VK that you heard about uh heard about him from live rounds or Doug or Steven or just say something about the show and you get 10% off. Thank you, VK, yep. for sponsoring the show. That's awesome. And Ace King will be at full gear next weekend. So that's that's gonna be an awesome show. Uh the elite will be back. That'll be sweet. So enjoy that. And uh yeah, we'll catch you guys uh next week. Take care. Skull Vikings. Go Cowboys. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.